Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly, and we are here talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, you can get this podcast on any platform with our DK Pittsburgh Sports stuff on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Make sure you rate us five stars with a positive comment. It doesn't just help out this show. It helps out the H2P podcast, DK's Daily Shots, 66 to 87, Pirates Podcast, we name later, all the things that we do here on this platform. But, Dale, my guy. The Steelers got a few interesting talking points coming back from Philly and probably the most interesting didn't even happen when they were in Philly. It was the trade to get Joe Schobert, the uh, Jaguars linebacker, former Brown um, added to the mix at the linebacker position. Uh, I know you wrote about it. Uh, you know, I know that they, you know, it's probably, it's, it's been the main talking point since the preseason game uh, against the Eagles. What do you see this acquisition doing for the Steelers this year because Joe Schobert was a pro bowler back in 2017 um, but he has had seven interceptions as a linebacker from the past over the past two years and 13 pass breakups some people see him as over the hill at 27 already but is he a guy that's going to be a cover linebacker answer for the Steelers to pair with Devin Bush I see him as somebody who's better than Robert Spillane I mean (laughs) quite frankly that's what it is yeah they saw Robert Spillane as being a weak point in their defense, and so they addressed it. Uh, I'm not going to read too much into it or, or anything into it that more than it is. Um, you know, we'll see what it, how it works out. But they saw a weak point with Robert Spillane. Everybody was, you know, Steeler fans were complaining about it. Robert Spillane can't be a starter. They're right. Yeah. You know, it, it, that was going to be a weak point, so the Steelers addressed it. That's all. That that's what I see too because. And, you know, and it was it was the funny was that was it was the joke that after like three snaps where the Eagles threw it over the middle of the field and you saw Robert Spillane not doing anything. It was like Kevin Colbert picked up the phone like, yeah, get that guy over here. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, you know, the inside linebackers with Devin Bush, you know, are it's supposed to be a strength on the team. Now, Devin Bush, he got his first action since coming back from his injury in this preseason game. Didn't look, you know, the swiftest. But you know, it looked like he was getting his feet under him. I'm very intrigued to see how these two pair together because, uh, you know, Joe Schobert was, you know, a lot of people try to use him like a Mike linebacker. And now he's more so just going to be paired with Devin Bush. I, I think it could bring some interesting results 
when, you know, Devin Bush starts getting his groove back within the defense as we continue to roll on here through the preseason and how these guys kind of work together. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's all part of the process here. It, it, the Steelers were team building at this point and they saw, uh, you know, again, a weakness on their roster and they, they addressed it. What this really does, you know, I think I got coming off of last night's game. I don't know, three or four positions that, that fans somehow think they need to, they need to trade for a center and they need to trade for a cornerback and they need to trade folks. There's only so much, a so much draft capital to go around and B so much money to go around. Right. There's not a perfect team out there in this, in the NFL. No, it doesn't exist. This is not hockey. This is not baseball. You there's there are salary caps in place here. You can't just trade things willy nilly and, and ho- you know, it just doesn't work that way. So you got to build the best team that you can, that you can have and, and work with that. Uh, is everybody on your roster going to be a star? Hell no. There's again, there's not a team in the league that, that uh, you know, has stars at every position. It's just not realistic, but you build the best team that you can put together. And so, uh, you know, Joe Schobert makes them a better football team. I, we said this for weeks now that, you know, the Steelers essentially had one shot at this, maybe two, depending on who you sign. Right. That you only had so much dra- so much capital and cap space available with which to make your, your, your big move. Was there another big move coming? That was the question. Are they going to do something else here? Well, in the last month, month and a half, they've signed a guard in Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. They've signed an outside linebacker in Melvin Ingram. Yep. And now they've and now they've acquired Joe Schobert. All of which will not count against their uh, their comp pick formula next Correct. year when that's coming in, which I think is another important factor in this. They got veterans to their team to fill positions of need without it impacting that formula that everyone was talking about. How much is this going to take off of what you get for losing Bud Dupree? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, there's not going to, I don't see another big splash type move happening here. Uh, the Steelers, but try, believe it or not, like Cam Sutton, they liked him enough to sign him to a new contract in the off season. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read, all, you know, I, again, people, I, maybe I'm just, I'm a little ticked off right now because I just got done doing my live cues after driving <laughs> across the state. I can and tell then, that you're a little peeved at the moment, buddy. And then was admonished on, on my message boards for my game store because I was rude to somebody on there oh, okay. after have, after getting four hours of sleep and getting up to answer their questions. Excuse, I hate to be Steve Martin here, but excuse <laughs> me, you know, uh, here's the deal. They're not, you know, again, there's only so much money to go around. There's only so many moves that you can make. There's only, you know, people are asking, are they going to go out and get an offensive lineman? You have to look around the league and, right. and realize that every team in the league is, is, you know, needs offensive linemen. Right. That's just a real reality of the situation. Um, you know, there, there's not a team out there that has this, this, plethora of NFL ready offensive linemen ready to go. And, um, you know, it's, it's just not realistic. So they're building the best team that they, they feel that will help them compete this year. Schobert will, help, will obviously help them do that. Obviously. I mean, yeah, the, the, the that, player two years ago. Exactly. And that's the thing about this deal is that Joe Schobert isn't coming here to take over anything. 
to me, he's coming here to complement the strengths well, of Devin. He's Bush. taking he's he's taking over. For, <laughs> well, I mean, taking over Robert Blaine. Uh, yeah, 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 taking yeah. over for Robert Blaine, and, and it 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 bumps Robert Blaine then down to where he was last year, a, a to, role to a backup, backup role to yeah. a, to a special teams role, which is mm-hmm. what he's suited to do. Right. And, and that's the thing is like plug and play a little bit. Cool. But when teams can game plan for this guy and say, oh, we're going to go after him. It's obvious that's going to be something that happens. Joe Schobert. I mean, we've seen this guy. I mean, he was he was a guy. He's intercepted the Steelers a couple of times over the years. Um, he's been he, uh, he's been able to get participate in turnovers. And again, he's not going to be a superstar for the Steelers, but you pair him with Devin Bush, who's a highly athletic linebacker. Now you got two guys who are better at covering than your average linebackers in the NFL, which can really help the middle of the field. Again, we're talking about trying to the Steelers trying to find a way to be comfortable with with their with, with their coverage so that Minka Fitzpatrick can be in his best role, TJ Watt and the passwords could be in their best role. And you know, when you when you make sure that the rest of your roster is balanced out, it, it then lets your X factors go and focus on just being X factors. They don't need to compensate and say, okay, I gotta make sure I'm backing up this guy because you know he's our he's a really big weak spot on our defense. And and who knows, maybe Joe Schobert doesn't work out and you know, and that's still a problem. But as it stands on pedigree, he is going to be a much better help, at least on paper, compared to that of Robert Spillane or what we've seen in Ulysses Gilbert so far. Though I will say, I do like what I'm seeing from a rookie buddy, Johnson. He's a, someone that I'd keep my eye on uh, and how he develops this year for future years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, you know, it, it's, it's like you said, Dale, and, and, and we both have been banging this drum for quite some time to Steeler Nation. We've been saying. They're not going to get hasty with a move until they find something that fits what they, what they're trying to do. And this may be the fit may, who knows it's maybe it's a mistake, but this is, this definitely was a need when you look at some of these early preseason games and just what, where they're at. And like you said, now Robert Spillane, he's relegated back to, I, I don't have to start on the field. I can come in and help out and, you know, on, on, in roles that we can specifically design for you. And, and that's why, that's why I come at this as the coaches is like now, Spillane's that guy that you know he can blitz a little bit more often he can simply sit in this one spot and then we take him off the field and put him somewhere else to, to me this just makes sense to to add to that cushion and to help with that with a depth position where you were having a lot of questions about who could start next to Devin Bush yeah I mean you know so I, I think they're a better football team uh moving forward than they were without him I know you know again uh, you can't I can't stress this enough. I, I had people immediately, well, you know, this just goes, this team's delusional because they think they're a Super Bowl contender. Would you rather that uh, you rip the pirates because they don't make moves. <laughs> now you're going to rip the Steelers because, because they, they do. do. <laughs> uh, tell me what's right here to give me an idea. Cause I'm trying to figure this whole thing out myself. Yeah. I, I think I know what it is. Fans love to be miserable. That's what it is. Fans love to fans love to, I, uh, yeah. to, to feel like that. Well, like they're, making, fans, they're making me miserable. That's, <laughs> or maybe it's just a drive across the state. I don't know. Hey, I hey. apologize. I'm, I'm, <laughs> dude, you're fine. You know, Listen, it is what I, it is. As a Cheney University grad, I have made that drive several times and it is not fun. Um, so uh, I, I definitely understand, uh, understand that dilemma. But Either way, this is going to be an. We already knew this year was going to be interesting for the defense. I mean, coming into what we thought was going to be the, the training camp, they've added Melvin Ingram and Joe Schobert at two positions where you know two you and I. Pro, they've added three Pro Bowl guys. Yeah, exactly. These are these, these are guys. <laughs> three guys who, who have played in Pro Bowls. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, you hear, you see all the off season stuff and this team didn't do enough. And this team had a bad, this is why you can't make those kind of pronouncements in May who right. won the off season, who right. did this, who did that? Well, the Steelers have signed th- three pro bowl guys mm-hmm. in a year in which they had to, they had, they were tight against the cap. I mean, it's just not signed it, but they've acquired them. So, you know, I, I think, you know, kudos to them. I think they've, they've, They've done a good job addressing their needs. Uh, they, they acquired a running back. Mm-hmm. That was a big need. They needed to get a tight end. That was a big need. They needed to upgrade their offensive line. Well, they brought in, you know, two potential starters on the offensive line that, that you know, so, you know, they've addressed their needs. Is it enough? That remains to be seen, but they've certainly not stood pat. And uh, I agree with that entirely. And we've seen some things trending on the offense. We talked a lot about in the defense with the trade to get Joe Schobert in this last segment. I want to talk to Dale about the Steelers offense right after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Wally Carter Steelers podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lally. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on all of our podcasting platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are hosted. And re- remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment to help out all the shows here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Now, Dale, I wanted to talk to you about the offense. First and foremost, let's get this out of the way now because we could probably do the whole segment about this, but I want to get to the offensive line. But once again, we have a week where Mason Rudolph doesn't have really anything bad to say. I don't I don't have anything bad to say about him. He went eight of nine for 77 yards. The the two drives that that were that were he had going got held up by by holding penalties, questionable holding penalties, but holding penalties. And then Dwayne Haskins comes in, goes 16 for 22, 161 yards, throws a touchdown pass, and then has two uh, rushing touchdowns on his drives. And of course, there's all sort it's just a Twitter firestorm all throughout the game. Dwayne Haskins is clearly better. And this is that, and this, and we now know everything about these two quarterbacks. 
But Dale, I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, like, listen, I will say that Dwayne Haskins is doing what he's supposed to do. That was a good preseason performance from him. But I'm still not here trying to hand the hand the, the number two spot over to him over Mason Rudolph because Mason again eight of nine not, those, those drives weren't his fault that didn't work. The best throw in the game was by Mason Rudolph. Oh, that that pass to Deontay Johnson down the sideline that was like oh that was pretty. And then also the way that Deontay Johnson caught it stopped, and I wasn't sure if he stopped in bounds, and it looked like no one else was sure, and then he just kept going. That was the best. That, that you're right, and and you could say he's had the best two throws of, of preseason. If you also consider the Claypool bomb last week. Yeah, I mean, put it, I can take nothing out of what I saw in the second half of that game against the Eagles backups Mm -hmm. and third stringers and fourth stringers. They stink. They stink. So to say, well, I mean, that'd be like saying, oh, Jalen Samuel should be the starting running back because he had 10 carries for 45 yards playing mostly against bums in the second half. Guys who are going to be bagging groceries and driving Ubers in two more weeks. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I've look, Haskins has his good days. He has his bad days. Rudolph has his good days. He has his bad days. They are what they are. Um, Is one of them, the potential starter for the Steelers down the road. Who knows? Right. The Steelers don't even know. No. Um, You know, if, if something presents itself, I think they've shown with some of the moves that they've made the last couple of years, that if something presents themselves presents itself, that they can acquire a veteran quarterback who fits in the, in in the salary structure and makes that work, then they could go that route. I expect that the starter of the future is going to be uh, somebody that they draft. Right. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter who's two and who's three. Right. It doesn't. It makes no difference other than on game day. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Because he gives them the best chance. He's been with these guys the longest. Yeah. He's played with with with, with Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington and Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool more than Dwayne Haskins has. Mm-hmm. So which one of those two is going to get you in and out of a game better on, on a Sunday? And make the fewest mistakes. Because remember, that's really what they're looking for from the quarterbacks. Take what's there, make the fewest mistakes. You got you have a yeah, especially running, with this defense. That that that's my point. They got a running back they just invested in who they think is going to be able to carry the offense for the next few years. And they got a defense that's the, one of the best in the NFL. Let them win the game for you. Don't you worry about trying to do anything crazy. And to be honest. That's part of what Mason's doing very well. You look at these drives, he's putting the, he's giving the Steelers chances to do well. You know, again, two holding, two holding penalties in this past game. Those holding penalties aren't called. They're probably moving down the field and they at least get field goals on, on, on those drives. Maybe it finally gives him a chance to get some touchdowns on the board, but I, I'm right with you. Mason has not relinquished the two spot at all. I will say that Dwayne Haskins is doing the right things to be a, an NFL quarterback again. And you know, this isn't going to be, him fading into mediocrity and never getting signed anywhere else. And that's just Dwayne Haskins story that that's not what's happening right now, but that's still, it's still a different level. He would have to reach to supplant uh, Mason. It's these, a, just a completely different conversation right. and it, and it makes no difference. The only thing that matters is who's the starter right now. And that's Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, well, why even talk about any of the rest of it? Who cares? <laughs> Why do you care? I, I, I get it. Your quarterback's 39 years old. But 
you know, the bottom line to me is that the chances that one of those two are the long-term successor to Roethlisberger, I'm talking long-term. Right. I get into this discussion with somebody. Well, I'm tired of people on this website saying that, uh, you know, writers on this website saying Mason Rudolph is the long-term answer at quarterback. Never said any such thing. Yeah, who said that? Never said any such thing. Can he be their bridge next year? Yes. Could Haskins be their bridge next year? Sure. But is either one of them going to be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers five years from now? Hell no. Yeah. I don't believe that that for a second. Right. So, uh, you know, that's to me is long term. I'm not looking next year. The Steelers are showing that they're not looking at next year necessarily. They're looking at this year and trying to win a Super Bowl. Right. With the moves that they're making. The, the, the move that they're making is certainly address that. I wanted to talk to you about some other starters, though, and non-starters as well on the offensive line, because that's the biggest question mark for the starters on deep on offense is who's going to who's going to fill out there? How are they going to perform? Now, the first team offensive line didn't have the best showing. Uh, you know, it seemed like they were kind of getting their chemistry big together. Chukumo Korfor was back in. Um, Zach Banner still wasn't playing. Um, you saw Trey Turner out there. Um, and Kendrick Green was out there, but they didn't really get generate a lot of movement. What was your assessment of the of their play and the things that you were able to, to take out of your notes? And I'll uh, be well, honest with the Chris. Can I stop you right there? Go ahead. I was writing the Joe Schobert story. For okay, the first. That, that's totally fine. I mean, honestly, I'm just being honest here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I looked up every once in a while, but people need to realize I'm not, you know, riding on every play that happens in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. It's, it's just it, it doesn't make any sense uh, to do so. You know, you, you look at the results, the results where they were moving the football, they had a couple of holding penalties. Were, were there some issues out there with the offensive line? Sure. But if you look at Philadelphia's roster, how's that roster built? They're up built front. up front. They're built up front. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Derek Barnett. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, until this week coming up, when, when they finally put what we expect to be the starting offensive line on the field, I don't care what the offensive line looks like with Rashad Coward out there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it looks like with Joe Haig out there. Anybody that expects it to look great with those two guys on the field is being completely and utterly unrealistic. Right. No, I agree with that point. And I, I, I think that there, I get that, uh, you know, Steelers fans, fans in general, there's always anxiety. There's always that, oh, why isn't everything perfect right now? And, and, and listen, I, I get that feeling, but especially when you're, if you're a kid, I, I, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, if you're, you're young, you're, you're getting, you're, you're excited about the game. But when you're an adult and you've been around the block a few times, this is where we try to help you out. It's like, listen, I feel that you, that, that, that you're like unsure about this and you, but, but come on, be patient. You know how these things work. We've seen several times before. How many times, Dale, have you been covering the Steelers where something wasn't right in the preseason and everyone was like, oh, the passing game, it's going to stink this year. Or the defense, they don't, they have, they don't, they're not sure what the, what they're doing here. There's like, all these mistakes. And then come the regular season, those issues aren't issues. They're just. Chris, I, I, I saw a game in Philadelphia mm-hmm. in 2008, I believe it was, mm. where Ben Roethlisberger was sacked 10 times in the Steelers. And lost that was a regular season game. In a regular season game, Roethlisberger sacked. 10 times the Steelers lose 15 to nine and the world was ending. Yep. All they did was win a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. <laughs> you can't overreact to stuff that happens early in the season. Again, guys are allowed to get better. I would expect, I would be shocked if this offensive line didn't have some struggles early in the year, just because of the continuity factor, it's not going to be what it is 
you know, in September, what is it in, in November and December? That's when it's going to matter. And Najee Harris is going to make it all, all the difference in the world. He got three touches in that game last night, three, and he gained positive yards on all of them. And he had a 12 yard carry called back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's what, uh, again, let's talk after next week's game and I'll have a much better idea about what this is all going to look like, because I haven't even seen their entire offensive line on the field together in a practice yet this season, let yeah, alone. They, they haven't done it. Yeah. They, they haven't have, done they, it. They haven't done it yet. I mean, and even in OTAs and minicamp, Zach Banner was recovering. So, you know, you, you, so they're, they're working their way to that. I will say this from the limited things that we saw of Dan Moore jr. And Kevin Dotson, Thumbs up to them. I think that they're they're that, you know, Kevin Dotson, we always knew what that was. He was going to get he was going to get back. There was no way Rashad if, if Rashad Coward was starting at guard, there was going to be a major problem for this offensive line. But Kevin yeah, Dotson, long term, I mean, if it's one game and you got to plug a guy in, you right. can do things you to help. Him. But there's no game planning going on here. No, you're not. You're not game planning to help out your, your left guard. You're not game planning to help out your right tackle. No. There are things that you can do if, if you're preparing to go win in a week to make things easier on those guys. Mm-hmm. None of that's happening right now. Yeah. Same thing in the secondary. People are complaining about the secondary. They're playing very basic coverages against a guy like Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. who's play, who's, who's thrown you know, 20,000 NFL passes. He knows how to beat cover two. And not, not to mention, <laughs> he's faced the Steelers a few times. A few a times, times, yeah. <laughs> so, I, again, I'm not going to read anything into that game last night. I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> uh, you know, how hot was it? How hot was it out it, it's, it's very hard. Maybe that's that's playing into my grouchiness as well. <laughs> you know, it's hey. hot. I got little, very little sleep, and you know, I just just got done doing my live cues. So, you know, I apologize to anybody out there if I've offended them and, and offended their sensibilities. Uh, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Hey, hey, it is what it is. We all we all had them days. I've I've been I've been pretty hot, man. Sometimes I mean Pittsburgh was it was was pretty hot, but it wasn't hot like Philly. I saw them temperatures. I was like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not on that trip. Uh, but uh, but like like you said, this is gonna be a big week. Week week three. It's funny that, that now that there are just three precinct games for most teams, the Steelers still have four, and week three is that optimal week when you go and look, and that's when you're like, okay, let's evaluate how some of these starters look, especially the new ones that haven't been Steelers before. So. That'll be very interesting. Training camp gets started again Saturday um, at Heinz Field. I believe it's the last week for being in Heinz Field, too. So exciting stuff there. We will keep you apprised on all the developments at DKPittsburghSports.com and also here on the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, which you can listen to on our podcasting platform anywhere. Podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Dale, thanks as always for doing the show, buddy. It's always fun doing it with you. We will continue this as the week rolls on into the next preseason game. Their only home preseason game of this season against the Lions this upcoming week. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Thanks for listening again to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast. Be back in your ears very soon.